Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, and here we go. The penultimate day in March, episode 32. Yeah, I don't get many opportunities to use penultimate in a sentence. Uh, Coming back to Formula One, they use every opportunity to say the word penultimate. They love it. The penultimate race of the year, the penultimate lap, all that stuff. Um, What's that? It's a cool word. I guess so. Um, Although anytime you have to explain the word after saying it, it's kind of a bummer. You hope people just understand it. Second Uh, anyway. Um, I want to quickly follow up on last week. I have in my notes here, what's in a song name? You told the story last week about uh, your wife, Rochelle, calling you not liking the song Son of a Mule. Uh That was what, Tuesday morning? Fast forward to Friday night. I'm sitting in this very spot doing my thing. Um, Was actually building a Lego set while listening to Fish. And uh, Megan, Megan came down. We're talking for a little bit. And she's going up to bed. And... As it so happens, Scent of a Mule comes on, the show that I'm listening to. It probably would have been October 23rd or something like that, 2010. And I told the story about Rochelle calling you and not liking the song. And I didn't say the name of the song. I just talked about the story. Yeah. And then he goes, what's the song called? And I go, Scent of a Mule. And the face she made was the same face she made when, uh, I think it was when I was watching Beacon Jams and they're doing Divided Sky and it went from Divided Sky, the wind blows high and then all that part. It was the exact same face. And it got me thinking about, and it happens a lot because we play that game Fish. Fish has a song called blank, blank, blank. And uh, just yesterday she made a comment about, I forget what it was. Oh, we were doing a, a craft with the girls and we're making a cloud in a jar. Of course, I said, you know, it, it didn't count for our game, but we got talking about the names of their songs and how much they turn her off. So it's, it's a similar concept to judging a book by its cover. You cannot by any means judge a song by its title because it's, it doesn't make any sense, but clearly people do it. So my question is this, do we think it's a, um, an on-purpose thing that Fish does, that they that they name their songs funny names as an inside joke amongst their community of fans? Do you think that's by design or it's just whatever? I think the case with your wife is, I think she's associated weird sounding, not awesome music to weird names. Okay. When she hears, you know, a name like, you know, I don't know, what's a weird song? Like Run Like the Antelope. Okay, which which used to be called? I don't remember. Roll like a cantaloupe. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those were the original lyrics when they were really, really new, and they still had uh, Jeff Goldsworth in the band. Um, roll like a cantaloupe. I, I, I forget I the line after that. Exactly it, this this I was exactly today's year old when I found out that that. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so I think I think in her case she's associated. Um, you know, like what that that sound to like, oh Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every time you mention a name, she has that association. That's what I think for that. Now, in terms of the band, I bet you that, that there's an element of that that's true for some songs. Yeah, I wonder. Um, 
but it, but it just it just made me wonder too about how many how many fans out there struggle with their friends and family when trying to introduce them to a song or whatever and that's the reaction that they're met with because the name of the song sounds silly and therefore it's dismissed and and the opportunity isn't really given to give it a fair shot because they think it's just dumb and silly or i've seen multiple times based on the name of the song the squirming coil i was talking about that yeah and i started reciting the lyrics and uh, she looked at me like I had three heads again. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then I had to sit there and like defend, I didn't have to, but I defended it and I started, you know, reading into the lyrics and what it means and, and trying to help her understand there's way more to this than what you're yeah. hearing, but I, I was unsuccessful. So uh, it's interesting. I don't, um, maybe it's because I went through it with Frank Zappa because I got into Zappa way before I got into Fish and like, Zappa's got some songs that are just like the names are really weird, man. Like sure. don't like don't eat the yellow snow. That's and good advice. It's true. The central scrutinizer, you know, songs like that. So maybe like I went through it with that, but it never turned me off from listening to a song. I like a chuckle. I'd be like, really? You know, and then I would like listen to the song, right? I just kind of judge the the music based on its own merits, I think. Yeah, yeah, I I think so too. But I wonder back to my early listening or when I was um I, I guess I would call myself a casual fan when I, when I would look at like before now we go in blind to a show I used to always look at what was what, you know you know was on there and play what I liked and when I think of some of the titles that I used to not really like or know very well yeah there's some of the more strange sounding titles like Gila Papyrus you read that like what the hell is that all about or um, uh, Punch You in the Eye <laughs> that's one of my favorite examples but yep. really really good song. Um, so I wonder, it's just, uh, I'll have to find a way to get past that. And honestly, the more I think about it and the more I go through this process, the more I realize I'm not doing anything right with her and <laughs> trying to get her to like the band. Dude, there's too much pressure, man. Probably. And this, sure. is, this is one of those things where like, when you look at it from like the outside, you know, if, if one of, if, if I was acting like how you were acting, you'd probably be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And when you're in it, you're in it, it's hard to judge, right? For sure. For sure. Um, I think that's a decent little segue. I texted you the other day about when you're in it, and I texted you that I had a first. Um, I think it was last week we were saying about how uh, every show from Fish pretty much is really, really good. There aren't any really bad clunkers like the dead. Um, and uh, so I kind of had it for the first time where I was listening to a show and it just wasn't grabbing me. And I was hoping for something more with each passing song. Yeah. And it just wasn't happening. So the show was uh, 10-29-2010. So that's the first of three nights in Atlantic City for the Halloween run, which we did kind of briefly mention last week that uh, where they uh, do uh, Little Feet. So yes. I don't know how well you know the show. Um, what's that? Not well. Not well. Well, that's, that's not such a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I hate to be so critical, but I'm going to bring it up here. So my challenge with the show was a few things. Um, it's 2010, it's the, the, the fall tour, really good tour up until now. I was talking last week about all the teases that they're dropping in, and there's a little bit, there's a little bit of that in this show, but there was just so many songs that came up that just didn't go anywhere. Um, the whole first set, geez, it's like 14, 15 songs, which in itself is a full show. Um, there's just virtually no jamming. And even the songs where you're like, okay, all right, this is it, it's gonna take off, never materializes. So um, they opened with the Star Spangled Banner on the 29th of October. I'm not sure the reason why, but an acapella national anthem 
My Soul, ACDC Bag, which I always love, Ocelot, which I always love too. I have noticed though, by the way, Ocelot only ever plays in the third or fourth song of the first set. It's like never outside of that position, um, at least up until my listening now. And I think that's a trend, everything that I've seen since. Uh, into Sample in a Jar, which is another common, common segue there. Got to be a chord progression or a thing that we talked about. Um, Light Up or Leave Me Alone, Sugar Shack, Timber, Bouncing Around the Room, Axel One, Rift, The Moment Dance, which was unfinished, only six and a half minutes. And that's the one where I was like, finally, all right, let's go. We ended it early and went into Cities, which was good, and then closed the set with 46 Days. Um, you know, the longest track was Ocelot, and that's and that's a basic, simple type type, type one jam. Yeah. Set two, they definitely tried to get it going. Um, Punch You in the Eye opened up. The longest uh, jam of the night was Sand. A mediocre Carini. I love Carini, but I think at this point, it was only the fourth time since the return of 2009 that they played it, so it's still not as sharp as it becomes. Yeah. And then finally, for the first time, it really happened. They went into Prince Caspian and I sunk. After Carini, they segued into Caspian and I was just like, no, no, <laughs> that's so stupid. I was so upset with me and whatever. Karina, a really short Piper, again, which I was excited about, didn't materialize into anything. Theme from the bottom, Golgi, Slave, and then what seemed to me to be an obligatory Fluffhead before uh, an encore of Loving Cup. Now, I was thinking about it, and I wonder what's going on in the band at that time. They're getting ready for the Halloween gig. I would imagine soundcheck and rehearsal leading up to that gig was all about the Little Feet show. you got to imagine they're preparing pretty, uh, pretty hard on that day. I don't know if it just took them out of the show or what. It just didn't seem to have, there weren't any major mistakes or clunkers or clams or anything like that. It just didn't have the energy. And I wonder if that propelled them into Zepfest. Like if they, I almost wonder if they had a meeting after the show where like, guys, like, let's do something really fun and different tomorrow night. And then they brought Zepfest before Halloween on the 30th as a big surprise. Um, you know, it's, I wasn't bummed out. It was just so weird that for the first time, I kind of felt that way about a show. Have you ever had that? No. And okay. here's my thoughts. How much of that do you think uh has come from um just your the amount of hours that you've put into listening to fish and hearing like what's capable and and what they like really perform every night versus yeah. like maybe something that maybe your mood was low or you know how much of it was like on you versus the band because i know the show you're talking about now I don't know, man. If like I don't go back and listen to it, but I've heard it before. I I did definitely did not have the same feelings mm. that you had around it. Yeah, I think um, I think this would have been a really really good show for like a first time fan who doesn't know the band all that well. But if you're somebody who really likes jamming, right? Which I which I've come to love more and more. It was it was a bit of a letdown. And look, I was at that show, sure. I'd be happy. They, I mean, if you look at the set list objectively, they're playing a lot of my favorite songs there. I just know the potential, to your point. I think that's a good point. Um, and look, like I said, a, a, anybody who's there to review the show from a technical standpoint, I'm sure, I'm sure it was good. It just didn't seem to have the energy. And the energy from the crowd didn't really seem to be there either. I could feel it. And I listened to it, coming back to my mindset, I listened to it over the course of a day in different, in different pockets. Um, 
and I think, you know, maybe some confirmation bias was happening there too. I was in that mindset and then confirming, ah, geez, another one where they bailed on the jam. A lot of songs in the show, so you can tick that box. But um, I love a good five song set. And the first set was like 14 songs. The second set, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. A lot of songs in that show. Everybody, everybody loves a five song. Of course. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, it's what we've come to, it's what we've come to love the most, right? Like all the best shows, if you were to like, if you were to give me the all time, your all time top, I bet you all of them would have like, you know, would have like five song sets in them. Yeah, unless there's um, some sort of an emotional connection to a certain show or whatever, right, which is obviously pretty common. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll move on. And uh, I'm in the middle of listening to the Zepfest show, which, which, is, which is great. I had forgotten that it was the night before when I was listening to 1029, 2010, until about six songs in. And I was like, oh, right, okay, this is, this is the Zepfest weekend. So, I don't know. I'll keep listening, of course. It's not going to change anything. I just thought it's taken this long for me to kind of get that feeling about a show, and we'll see if it we'll see if it happens again. It's like, um, oh man, it's like, dude, it's like, um, it's like everything that you really love. You know, when once you spend a lot of time around it, you you get to you get further familiar with the nuances, right? And then you can either be upset that it wasn't that it didn't meet your expectations of the best, or you can just be happy that it happened. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Um, of course, I had earmarked a thing on my phone, and now I go and do it, and it's gone. Son of a bee. Uh, take too long to find. Um, I I got I got trolled a little bit on Reddit today. Um, yeah. Well, just me, and then I opened up the post. And went, oh, pleasant surprise. So the title of the post you may have seen it was uh, "Fish just isn't the same anymore." Dot dot dot. Okay. And it had a lot of upvotes and a lot of comments. And I went into it like, it's, did you post about the show? No, 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 no. This is just somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just read a post and it said, fish, is, fish, fish just isn't the same anymore, dot, dot, dot. I opened it up, assuming it was going to be. Um, what, did post? what did you write about? No, I didn't write it. I was reading one. I got trolled on a post. So the subject was, right? Fish yes. isn't the same anymore. Yes. When I got into it, this person was saying about how that's such a good thing, how they're not the exact same that they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago. He's happy that um, they've evolved, that they're changing, that they're different, uh, that you know they're not going to go back to how they were um, and to appreciate those times. That's sort of what the post was about. And then just a flood of comments supporting that. It's something you and I always kind of talked about is sort of done with the haters and uh it was just a really interesting discussion to read in that there there are a lot of people that are like really really like where things are at and where things are going and um i wonder if those haters are a loud minority you know the ones that uh are stuck in 1997 or 1998 or whatever it is um but it was just nice to read that uh you know i was talking about the journey of the band and 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 where they're where they're going and just how much more polished everything is now and it's just better music yeah, I mean, again, better, I don't know if you, better's arguable, right? You're arguing tastes now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think you, you got two ways around this, right? So let's pretend that you're going to be bitter about it, right? Oh, it's not 1997. It's not 1998. Trace tone's different. There's less jamming. Mm. You know, have all these 3.0 songs about love and light and shit that I hate. <laughs> respect. If you, you know, respect if you feel that way. Those yeah. times are not coming back. Right, so you can either be grumpy 
about what's not happening or you can like i was listening to thread the other day in the car i'm like this is a fucking awesome song and then it gets all like moody and and i i just think it's great like i love it you know so i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna celebrate the stuff that i love while also like not trying to like purposely sugarcoat the stuff that i don't know i i don't love the love and light lyrics all the time either i wouldn't mind something a little bit darker you know something a little bit more weird but it is what it is man yeah that's right And there's a time and place for that it's um but i also sorry to keep sorry i'm thinking there's also like i i understand that it's not the same people making this music anymore they've evolved their lives are better like it's really hard to make like weird music when you've played to like eighty thousand people you've done everything possible you know you've said what you had to say like you got to be different man yeah yeah obviously motivating factors change and 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 the why has changed a lot right and that's yeah i think i think any logical fan understands that and appreciates that it's just it's just still a bit frustrating when you see people that are stuck stuck in that time or you know we'll shit on something new and uh, yeah it's just all about what they've done instead of where we're going you know i don't know i think it just lacks i think it just lacks um I think it lacks uh, consciousness. You know, I, I, I don't think that they're conscious that for whatever reason, you know, I mean, it's, it's different to want to hear songs like that versus like openly like being frustrated at the fact that it's not like how it was. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear another 1998, man. Let's be serious. That'd be amazing. I would love to like have the scene like how it was when you show up to a show and it was just jam packed full of crazy people you know, and they went into Fluffhead and like the place explodes because everybody's so pumped to hear it. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm listening to, I'm, I'm using the re-listen app and I'm listening to 1229, 97. Ooh, I've got a show I was going to give you to listen on, on uh, re-listen. And, and I thought you were going to say that what I was going to recommend. You're very close in terms of the date, but okay. And bust into Fluffhead and everyone loses their fucking minds. Like yeah. loses their minds. I'm like, this is so cool, man. It would have been so cool to yeah. be there and to have shared in that excitement, right? And it was cool when we were going to shows at that time to share in that excitement. But it's different. We're different people. We got kids. Yeah. We got wives. We got responsibilities. I got to pay the bills. I can't go on tour for three weeks. You know, like it's different, man. Yeah. Perspective has changed. There's no doubt about it. I, uh, one thing that I do like about listening to shows on Relisten, we kind of talked about this a while ago, is that crowd noise for me brings, brings me into it more. I, obviously the sound quality isn't as good, but in terms of the atmosphere of the show, you get a better sense of what, of what that crowd was like. Um, one of my favorite, uh, uh, shows to listen to from Dave Matthews from uh, a taper in the crowd. I forget the date. It was December of 2002. And they brought out James Brown to do Sex Machine. Uh, and when Dave introduces James Brown, you can hear there's like a buzz, like a cheer, like, wait, what, for real? And then James Brown actually comes out and he doesn't say anything, but you can you can tell from the crowd that James Brown is on the stage. Like it, it's loud. And then it goes to allow that to steal a line from Spinal Tap. They went to 11. Like, it was so much louder than anything else. And they played a 16-minute sex machine. And, you know, when you listen to that, you just go, fuck, I wish I was there. It just sounds like the place, the move is going to pop off. You also have to factor into this, something we've talked about all the time, is that the the culture in the market is different. Yeah. Like, like rock music in live shows right now, 
Yeah. Not where it's at, man. It's, it's true. not where it's at. It's not how most people consume music. It's definitely not the most, it's not a 1997 jam band when like this shit was like the shit that kids listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids don't listen to this music anymore, man. It's just us old fuckers. Yeah. But the thing, thing, things do come back around again. I mean, we're starting to see '90s style come back again. Um, I, I wear, I wear contact lenses. I got bad eyes. My glasses that I wear around our house—they're so old. They're going to be back in style again soon, right? Like things are kind of coming back around, and I think that does sort of happen to music. I think in the next ten to fifteen years. I don't know who, of course, but I think we'll see a bit of a revitalization and a bit of a throwback as I'm hoping anyway, as things sort of cycle over and old, old is new again. You know, I think hopefully someone bring a new take and. Dude, much like, much like the dead, this is, this music's going to be around forever. There's always going to be newer people who are into it. Yeah. This might not be the scene, like how it was, mm. you know, in the mid to let in the mid to late nineties. Right. You know, Fair like, Right, like it's it's really challenging. It's gonna be more. I this is just my again. I'm not Nostradamus. I can't predict the future, but it's gonna be harder and harder to sell out. It's like few bands play stadiums anymore. Right. In general, in all of like music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have Pearl Jam. You know, Dead and Company. Um, Foo Fighters. Yep. You have like those handful of bands. Yeah. Right. That are able to like you know, go to Air Canada Center and Wrigley Field and, and, and like, dude, the Grateful Dead and, and, and Fish at their prime were playing to football stadiums full of people, man. Same with Dave in the late nineties. When we first saw them. Yeah. That's right. So like, you know, who's to say that, 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 that scene is going to ever repeat itself like that ever again. So we have to factor that in. Or if that scene does, if it's a scene for something else, Right. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100, 120 years ago was the actual circus. <laughs> that was the scene. And, and now, yeah. You know, the fact that there's terms like couch tour. Right. And now you have Twitch. You know, maybe some people, they can't go. They can't afford it. They don't want to go. They would rather just play, play, invite a bunch of people over to their house, turn on their awesome systems and dance around. Yeah. I'm up for that. <laughs> if it means we can't travel to California or whatever, sure, it's a good alternative. Me too, right? So yeah. it's, the times are different, and I think just recognizing that that's different is is a much better way to be as a human being than pining about that it's not 1997 anymore. Right. Um, for some, though, tonight it will be 1998. Oh, this man, my sight are getting better. Have you heard, have you heard the show? Yes, not, not in a little while. Uh, uh, so we're talking about dinner and a movie tonight is April 4th, 98 the penultimate show of the 98 uh, Island Tour. I had to, I'll, I'll admit, I'll put it out there. I had to search, what do they mean by Island Tour? And then I quickly saw what I saw the four, the, the four dates, two, two in Rhode Island, two in Long Island. Um, a nice little four, four night stand in between the New Year's run of ending 97 into 98 and the summer tour, uh, where, you know, they were just, they admit they were kind of bored at home and wanted to keep sharp and went out and played four gigs. So well, that- I don't think you could find four shows in which they sound better or are tighter. I've listened to these shows. Like when I first heard this, I was like, I can't, I can't believe people are making this music happen in real life. Mm. Mm. Especially the second sets of all the shows. This is mind blowing. Yeah. So we're excited about that. I reckon I'll be watching it tonight. Uh, you're going to wait a couple of days. Um, well, tonight slash tomorrow, because 
I'll be up till three in the morning if I watch it tonight. But uh, yeah, really, really excited. I did a little bit of searching today because we were hypothesizing last week or, or, or guessing last week was the one year anniversary of when Dinner in a Movie launched. Um, so this is episode, I want to say 32, which is funny because it's the 32nd episode of our podcast. Um, so I kind of went into the fish news and went all the way back and they announced it on the 23rd of March last year was going to be the first one. Um, so uh, obviously we have a show. I don't know if that means we have one for April too, because this is just going to squeak in for March, but uh, it's exciting and it's a good one. It's a really, really good one. I'm, yeah, you know, just, just being grateful, right? Like, thank you. Shit. Yeah. 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 I think most people have heard it, but uh, I'm going to be really excited to, to, to watch it. And yeah, I don't know the show inside and out. I have heard it a few times. It's been a little while. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, happy. I'm kind of excited to see the video, you know, to see like what they look like. Yeah. And there's always, always a question mark from the shows from that time period. What, not only what they look like, but the quality of the video, are there going to be multiple angles? What are they going to, you know, what Probably are they I bet you there's going to be, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's known already. I think some of the footage is leaked from that show. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just picture like one, <laughs> one camera panning in and out like this. Better than no camera. I guess, you know, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm just really thankful that it's continuing. You know, we, we were saying last week that it might be over because it had been a little while. It, it had been a month. And then, uh, like always, as soon as we put out the podcast, they announced the next one. So um, maybe if we talk about it every week, they'll start putting them up every week after we talk about it. For sure. <laughs> for sure we'll see um so yeah i mean uh, apart from that i don't really have much else going on no announcements for the rest of the year we're still waiting on that still hoping on new music that could come at any point which is exciting how's your band doing uh good good yeah there's really not much to report we're having trouble uh getting together i'm still trying to find uh time you know not me because i do i don't say yes to much so when I say yes to something, I'm all in. That's just my personality type. Mm. Uh, you know, so I'm trying to shore up like, I'm good to go, man. I'm, I'm willing to work hard to, to make some music. Good. So when you guys get together, what, what is it like a few hours? You, you, you practice and play? Is it a full day? Like, what do you do? Two hours. So right now it's, it's two hours. And again, it's interesting because I don't really know how to structure. I don't know how to structure band practice, right? Like I've never done it. Mm-hmm. So we play, we're working on some songs to have so we can play. So they're cover songs. Mm-hmm. Right? And then for the last, uh, for the last little bit, we try like just writing and jamming, you know, very fish-like in the sense that somebody will play something and they'll just go around the circle and everyone will contribute to the jam. And then, um, you know, we try writing music, but sending it to each other. Right. So that's done like off. Yeah. And it's just hard to do because it, it I'm still learning. I feel like I'm still learning how to play the guitar. Right. I still have to get sharp at like these songs to be able to play them in front of people. So it sounds relatively good. Plus I have to sing, which is an atrocity. Nobody wants to hear me sing. I was going to ask, who's your singer? And you just answered that question. This boat. Right. So now I not only have to learn how to play the songs, but I have to learn how to play them and sing, which is a whole another level of complexity plus write music. Like it just run out of hours at the end of the day. What are the songs that you guys are practicing? Good question. We are practicing. We are doing one fish song. We're doing sample in a jar. Okay. Uh, Fire on the Mountain, yeah, Under the Bridge, uh, Grace 2 by the Tragically Hip. Oh, okay. Um, Weezer, Say It Ain't So. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other ones? 
those, those are some committed songs. When, when I'm thinking of the vocals on those, you, you gotta, they're not subtle. Those are songs that you gotta commit. Like, say it ain't so and sample, like, dude, those aren't easy. No, and I can't sing for Kit, so it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I show up and I give her, man. That's all you can do, right? Commit, commit, just, yeah yeah well it's been been interesting just in terms of like the learning process right because in a way you know you're back at square one right so you're you're trying to you know you have what experience you had before which i'm i'm finding out you know now that it wasn't adequate um guitar practice or experience what i used to do so there's this new level or commitment to to your your ear gets better so you hear things differently and you're putting things out in front of which is always nerve-wracking right so like you set these little goals for yourself so like my goal is to like record like a little like guitar video every week and that's like my concert so i view that as like this is my show i have to record a video on monday so i'm going to practice up so you know i don't sound i still sound bad but i don't sound like completely terrible when i put it up yeah it's yeah it's a nice little micro step right you're thinking long term you know you're not going to revolutionize your playing overnight you know you chip away at it and you think long term the the time's going to pass anyway why not improve right um yeah that's cool and i would imagine you know uh, virtually playing solo your 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 whole life to then having to play even just with one other person let alone two other people the dynamic there would be totally different right if you're playing by yourself who cares if you get at a time and and you screw up and you, you can stop and get back into what you're doing but the other two guys are going to keep playing even if you screw up and vice versa you know so yeah i would imagine the the chemistry involved in that and the thinking and the listening and and where your mind would go during that process would be very different yeah but it's fun like that's the only sure. reason the, the thing that just you know makes you want to do it is you're having fun right now have you have you had any of those moments where um things just sort of kind of click and come together and it's starting to feel good like you're you know you're in sync without having to of course and then that lasts for like 0.05 of a second and then it all falls apart you know it's like golf if you've ever golfed you get out there i was thinking of you get that one shot where it yes good it goes straight you're like yes that's exactly what I was thinking of. It, it, the odd time I've played golf, and I, I find it very frustrating because I, I, you know, it's a tough thing to be great at. Um, that would be the thing that would keep me coming back. That one shot in a round that I nailed straight down the fairway, or that beautiful putt out of the ninety putts, and yeah, probably ninety putts because my scores in golf are awful. But that would be the thing that would keep me coming back, right? Yeah. Celebrating those wins and again those micro steps and recognizing that there's been development that you have improved right and then you know you you listen and you you listen to more music and you listen to different music and you just realize how awesome like the guys that have written and made the music that you find inspiring and, and wonderful to listen to like you listen to fish do their thing and you're like i you know like that show from 98 the dinner in a movie you're just like i can't even like what the fuck? how do you you know it's just incredible it, it, it adds another level of uh of amazement and uh respect you know mm-hmm. yeah i would assume so um um yeah i mean i don't play as you know but the odd time that i've tried it's not an easy thing to do and then when i think about gelling the way they do with three other people being able to sing on top of playing complex chords and notes and everything else and just the, the what the brain has been able to to adapt for them to be able to, to do a just really, really impressive. You can do other things. My point is you understand the principles because you can do other things at a high level where yep. you, you know, a high enough level. When you look at other people, you're like, that's awesome, man. Yeah. 
yeah yeah so when somebody says oh fish fish sucks <laughs> they just clearly don't know what they're talking about dude any you're a professional musician that literally means that somebody has given you money mm-hmm. to do this thing no professional musician sucks you right. might not like their music you might not relate to it right it might not move you but to say that somebody sucks yikes you yeah. know and, and to have to deal with idiots like that like get out of here <laughs> what have you done exactly right where's your song yeah 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 yeah, yeah. where's your sold out arena where's your legion of loyal fans that will uh, <laughs> gladly take being urinated on <laughs> to steal the line from the yeah. where's your two people showing up to see you? right like everyone thinks success is like an 80,000, you know, uh, a festival of 80,000 people. The, the markers are changing, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a good point. Good point. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait and see if anything is coming out. But yeah, really excited for the 98 show tonight for you Thursday. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, I'm fired up for that one. Fingers crossed the tour is still on, but I, I don't think so, man. I think they're going to be announcing something soon. I think so. It's get it's getting to that point, right? We're approaching three months, right? Mid-April will be three months until the start. That's 90 days. That's it's gotta make plans, dude. You can't yeah. expect people to like to drop everything and 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 the borders aren't even open, right? Yeah. Like you're asking a lot. Well, do they care about the borders? I mean, they're staying in the continental US. So they don't care about the borders, but I'm saying they care about they do care about people being able to get there. Sure, sure. That's fair. Well, we'll wait and see. It's out of our control. We can't do anything about it. We'll just have to kind of deal with what it is and be adults and complain about it on a podcast. Of course. Look at it. <laughs> all right, man. That's all I got for this week. Um, have a great week, everyone. Smash the like button. Make a comment. Um, you know, tell five friends. Do whatever you want. It's all good. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to Ticket to Gamehenge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TicketToGameHenge.com, where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends Into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.